Coming up, we're going to the American Horrorplex in Louisville, Kentucky to hear about the changes to this year's design. From the Haunted Attraction Network, I'm Philip, and this is day 32 of our 61-day Hauntathon, where we're counting down to Halloween by visiting a different haunted house every day here on the show. In this year's Hauntathon, we also have daily videos and even exclusive fan events. Links to everything are in the show notes. Today, the American Horrorplex in Louisville, Kentucky is open Fridays and Saturdays through October 29th this year. Tyler went on location to learn about this year's new additions. Tyler and Nora are from thescarefactor.com and are one of our content partners for this year's Hauntathon. Here's Tyler. What's going on, everybody? Tyler here at thescarefactor.com, and today we are here at the American Horrorplex down in Louisville, Kentucky, talking with owner Travis Boeing. How's it going, Travis? You know, we're, we're hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit. We're doing okay. <laughs> that's that's, that's got to be hanging in there awful tight. <laughs> so for folks that haven't been to American Horrorplex yet, fill us in on what, what is American Horrorplex. Well, first of all, they must be the worst people if they haven't been here yet. <laughs> but okay, so the American Horrorplex is a 13,000 square foot haunted attraction. We've got live animal encounters outside in our midway, vendors, carnival games. We've got trivia going out in the queue line and actors. It's kind of an all-encompassing experience when you come here, but the American Horrorplex haunted house itself, that's our bread and butter. And basically it's our own little urban legend that many people don't know about in the city of Louisville. Interesting. So tell us a little bit about that urban legend. Well, if you look it up, Operation Paperclip is a thing that really happened after World War II. And our building happened to be a part of that in 1946 until 1966 when it burned to the ground, killing many, many patients and doctors inside. And the things that you see inside are basically the spirits of the building itself and its inhabitants. So I also noticed this year you started bringing the, the first part of the hunt outside of the building. So that was really interesting, almost like you're, like as soon as you go into the museum curator area there, it's like that's the second that you're getting transported into the other world and, and like you feel like you're stumbling upon the building almost, walking through the cemetery and that sort of thing. What, uh, what inspired you to try to, to bring that approach on instead of just going straight into the building off the get-go? So we rely extremely heavily on our story. There's nothing better growing up than hearing the old ghost stories and, you know, is that really real? Did that really happen? And you make up your own mind about it. So if we could make the story any better, that's what we try to do. And what would be in front of an old dilapidated hospital? You'd have the cemetery where people would be buried because nobody else wanted them. So we just try to make that storyline a whole lot better every year. And by creating that maze-like structure for our cemetery before you get in, you get a little bit more of that. You see the actual tombstones. You you know, death awaits around every corner. And that's kind of why we did it. Interesting. <clears throat> so another unique aspect of your story is these, these flesh lumpkins. And the way I'm gathering it, it's some kind of critter or biological something that they're putting into folks and they're trying to make super soldiers but i'm just curious what on earth inspired you guys to come up with a flesh lumpkin as your you know the center of your plot <laughs> so stepping away from the story itself mm -hmm. um it comes down to what we like as creators of the haunted house and i'm a person who likes monsters but if there's not a reason for a monster to be there it doesn't make sense gotcha 
So what is something that grows and is monster-like and is real? Parasites, mm -hmm. teratoma cells, all these things are real. Mm -hmm. So imagine if they had been put on steroids. And so whenever we were like, well, we've only got doctors, we've only got patients, cafeteria workers, you know, janitors. What can make these people even more scary? Something that's inside of them that's coming out. And that, that's how we came up with Flesh Loftus. Tell us about these little orange boxes that you got out in the Keelan. So again, story, story, story. We have historical markers basically throughout the queue line that will ask you a question. And if you've been paying attention to the projection on the big screen, you'll be able to answer some of those yourself. But if you don't know, you can look down and it will tell you the answer. You know, basically what caused the building to go away was the fire, you know, and some of the items that may be in the museum are talked about outside in those historical markers. So, you know, it's just a little bit more to get you into the story. I don't want to be that haunted house that people go to and, you know, yes, it's a haunted house, but what else can take, that they can take with you, you know? I want people walking out of here going, did this really happen? You know, is there enough evidence out there that it could have happened? Right. Maybe. 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 What kind of feedback are you getting from the customers that are coming through about all this story stuff? Oh, they love it. Everybody here, you know, there's a lot of people who just enjoy the, the show itself. Awesome. You know, we really haven't gotten any, anything negative from folks, but they absolutely love the new take of a haunted house. They're so used to just kind of going into the building, getting scared, going home, then going to the next haunt. Or, and this one, they get to think a little bit and see and, and question things. That's That's what it is. So, yeah, they, they really enjoy it. Real-life horror stuff. All right. Well, Travis, thanks for talking to us. I don't want to take any more of your time. Where can folks learn more about the American Horrorplex? Well, they can go to Facebook, American Horrorplex. They can go to TikTok and Instagram. And we've got a great website, AmericanHorrorplex.com. We've got tickets available there. It's there, any social media. You can basically find us. And if not, you can always come to 2012 Northwestern Parkway and just find out for yourself. Today's episode was produced and edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope and original music composed by Chris Thomas. We're counting down to Halloween with daily podcasts, videos, and events in our 61-day Hauntathon. Follow along at the link in our show notes. Our Hauntathon is made possible through generous support from Gantam Lighting and Controls. Gantam illuminates attractions worldwide with the world's smallest intelligent spotlights. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantum.com slash demo. That's gantum.com slash demo. Our Hauntathon team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Omni Adventures. Our partners for this year's Hauntathon include Sharp Productions, HorrorBuzz.com, ScareTrack, TheScareFactor.com, and Hauntopic Radio. The best way you can support us this Halloween season is by sharing our Hauntathon with someone you think will enjoy it. And to follow along to our Hauntathon, sign up for our weekly newsletter at hauntedattractionnetwork.com. We'll catch you back here tomorrow and every day until Halloween. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production. <laughs>